Previously on Hound Radio's Arch Campbell podcast. I loved uh, the the uh, episodes with Diana and the ghost of Diana just delighted me. Oh, I thought that and was horrifying. I hated it. Really? Horrible. Prince, Princess Diana comes back from the dead <laughs> to, tell Charles, to tell Charles that he's handsome? I don't think so. <laughs> the Arch Campbell podcast featuring Arch, Lou Katz, and a cast of thousands begins now. <laughs> Well, that was Jen Cheney, and she and I don't agree on Princess Diana's ghostly visits to the crown. <laughs> that's okay. I like them anyway. Hello, I'm Arch Campbell, and this is the podcast that tries to keep you up on the ever-changing world of entertainment. Lou Katz is producing and directing in the worldwide Katz podcast headquarters come in Lou yeah I'm just I'm just uh, just enjoying all the accolades I got for writing the jokes for the Golden Globes how'd you guys like that you know (laughs) (laughs) I like that when Prince Harry asked Imelda Stanton for money (laughs) and I guess I'm the only one well no laughter there. My guests today include Oliver Jones in L.A., our longtime friend of the show, critic for Observer.com, professor of film. Hello, Oliver. I can officially say that Lou's joke is funnier than anything I heard on Sunday night. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you, please. <laughs> and speaking of Lou, we have a return visit from our dear friend Cinema Lou Charlip, the retired network producer, now armed and dangerous with an AMC Cinema frequent flyer pass. <laughs> Lou. Welcome, welcome, gentlemen. <laughs> okay. So this show always starts with what are you watching and what do you like? And so uh, let's go out to L.A. and Oliver Jones. And what are you liking? Well, I haven't yet caught up with uh, television yet. I'm, I'm I'm most looking forward to the new season of Slow Horses, uh, but I um, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, so it's not what I'm watching. It's what I'm dying to watch. Um, the the movie that I that I just saw and that I can most uh, recommend. I don't think it's opening in D.C. for a little while. Is um, the Wim Wenders movie Perfect Days uh, about oh. a um, a Tokyo public toilet cleaner. I, I I will say there was nothing that will make you more uh, jealous and wishing we had better infrastructure in this country than seeing the public toilets of Tokyo. Uh, they are a, a incredible architectural and cultural thing to behold. And this movie has such a quiet humanity to it. Uh, I think you'll be able to see it in a month or so. I'm not quite sure when it's opening. I think sometime in February. Perfect but uh, please keep your eye open for it. And um, and I, I absolutely loved it. Okay, now Cinema Lou standing by here in um in bethesda maryland you and i share a love for a certain tv show right now yes fargo wonderful oh, show man. Uh, man. unfortunately it's wrapping up soon it's one of those shows you just wish would go on forever and i wish that it was one of those that would they drop all the episodes because as soon as an episode is done i have to mm-hmm. wait another week and i i, I yeah. it's, it's it's torture <laughs> uh, but i tell you what i'm catching up on a lot of stuff that i hadn't seen and that includes beef, mm-hmm. uh, which yeah. won a lot. I had not seen it. It won those is, awards. I knew nothing about it. I said, I got to watch this show. So I'm starting to watch that. The is goal, it worth the awards? Beef? Uh, so far, so far, it's pretty good. I watched two episodes. It's a road yeah. rage incident. And Correct. They, and they've got, so it becomes kind of a cartoon life, like um, uh, revenge and beef with each other. 
Yeah. And uh, by the way, have you seen The Goal? No. The Goal. It's it's on Paramount Plus. I think it's a British series. It's with Hugh Bonneville. And it's about the biggest heist in the 80s up to that point. $26 million in gold was stolen. Mm. And it's about trying to track the guys who, who stole it. And Hugh Bonneville leads a team that's trying to recapture it. We're looking for six robbers and three tons of gold. Every ring, every watch. If you're looking for the gold, it's all around you. Six episodes. It looks really good. I started to watch it. Worth, I'll continue watching it. It looks good. Also, you mentioned Slow Horses, Oliver. I'm, uh, I just started watching Slow Horses. I got through the first season. I know there's another couple of seasons to go. I really like that. Also, I'm very disappointed that Julia was canceled. I don't uh, know if you've seen Julia. Oh, it was? Yes, it was canceled. They announced that really? uh, the other day. And I'm very disappointed. I really... That's we, we on watched... uh, HBO, I guess. Uh, Max, Max, yes. Yes. Yeah, well, they're canceling everything. They've got I know. It's a shame because it's a good show. I ha um, had stumbled onto Julia and uh, had sort of uh, of really uh, been delighted by it. Yeah, I agree with you. So I was very disappointed that it was canceled. Yeah. I don't know where season two goes. I've, I've watched season one. Um, I don't know if there's a natural ending to it, but I'll find out. Um, yeah, well, uh, I guess we better tighten our seatbelts for that because uh, we're probably going to see a lot more cancellations and yeah. uh, uh, cutbacks. So, Oliver, you're out in L.A., and uh, <laughs> what is the fallout of the Golden Globe broadcast and the award winners? Uh, well, first of all, you call it um, an awards show. I call it a horror movie. And we know it's a horror movie because it was dead, right? We had a spike in its heart. We had it doused with holy water, and we had set it on fire. And here it is back to haunt us again. And this version of this zombie is not this fun, boozy, frivolous, surprising thing that we remember from its days on NBC, but just another hired, boring awards show that was so lifeless and energyless and that didn't have any of that supposed frivolity and spark that the that the Golden Globes are supposed to give us because you know they, they had no you know weight or authority in terms of of what they actually voted for. What what made it even worse, and, and Lou uh, Katz kind of reminded me at this at the beginning, is that this was the first right awards show after the writers' strike came back, and all of these writers have been waiting for this opportunity to write these jokes and do, and that was the worst written you know monologue that we maybe have ever seen, and 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 I'm sure people are sitting out there wondering like the writers wrote this right? They they were striking <laughs> to, to do this, and this is what they came up with after all well, of this. I thought the host was criticized for criticizing his writers he should have been you yeah, know as a sure been. i don't think he yeah. criticized them enough as a well as a no as a producer if an anchor comes on the air and blames this producer on the air uh, you've lost yeah. that's it you know you, yeah. you lose all credit so you don't you don't do that right. you know he may be right whatever look first of all the guy had 10 days to prepare for this uh, and he's you know if people there are a lot of people that said i never heard of the guy well he's a pretty uh, big name in comedy he sold yeah. out madison square garden he's had five comedy specials i've seen him um in movies he's he i really like him this was not the right place for him to be no. um I, I guess when you're offered something like that it's hard to turn it down on network television and the ratings they don't have a dead 10 million people watching so at ratings it was a rating success well it, it followed a, a football game didn't it a big football game 
Yes, but I, I mean, I, I think people are are hungry to return to something normal again, right? And you could see that in the um, acceptance speeches, uh, which were very kind of heartfelt and and you know um, sincere, right? And um, and a lot of them were were lovely, but it was just much too grave and serious for such a silly event. You know, it's it's meant to be fun, and um, and and it felt like um, it felt like homework, uh, and um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, and, and, and know, is that me... is that the reaction in LA? Is that what people are saying? It stunk and the yeah, awards. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I mean, it was a, it was a disappointing kickoff to the award season this weekend. Arch, um, the LAFCA, the organization that I belong to, the Los Angeles yeah. Film Association, yeah. we have our awards dinner this evening, mm. uh, or, or excuse me, Saturday evening, yeah. and um, and uh, I'm very excited about it. I hope that it has that it, that it's more lively and adventurous than the one that we saw on on Sunday. Who's uh, hosting? Oh, we don't have a host. The the, the critics uh, uh, introduce all of the um, award winners themselves, and that um, and that's so, what the, that's what this should have been. Why yeah, do they need a host? Yeah, and yeah, why how yeah. how did they, they ten days? They what happened? Was there uh, Oliver? Maybe you know Arch. Was there a host that backed out, or they could they couldn't find a host, or what was the deal? I don't know. No, it was just. I'm, New company, I, you know. Can I give uh, my? I, I wrote down some criticism. Can I run okay. through it and see what you? <laughs> I, I want to hear it, Lou. First of all, I think it was a bad room for comedy. That you can just look at the room, and it was a bad room. Uh -huh. And so he was. I don't think whoever hosted was going to get laughs. He had ten days. Jimmy Kimmel is hosting the Oscars. Six months he prepares uh -huh. for. It. Six mm -hmm. months. So you know, I don't think all the criticism should go to Joe Coy. Although blaming the writers was not a smart move. Um. Uh. You know, the Taylor Swift joke that he he threw out there that yeah. apparently she got upset about and people are oh it was a funny it was a, a light moment big difference between the golden globes and the nfl on the golden globes we have fewer camera shots of taylor swift i swear there's just more to go to what is wrong with people and what is wrong with her she needs to you know with all that money she made she needs to oh. buy a sense of humor because well, and really, also, <laughs> he was making fun of the he was making fun of the nfl not right, exactly it was you know and it was a very benign joke and incidentally always... can i jump in here yeah. and say the reason the golden globes are on uh cbs now is because nbc has football and they're not about to run some crappy award show to mm -hmm. uh, give up one of their sainted football games. So run it on a Monday. I mean, it's not that difficult, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I, I thought, you know, they had all these big, all the big stars were there. It was pretty amazing. Everybody was mm -hmm. there. And they had... They had the A-list of music. I mean, it was it was amazing. They had Billie Eilish, Bruce Springsteen, Dua Lipa, Lenny Kravitz. All these people were nominated. We didn't hear any of the songs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, take get some Swift. of those stupid presentations and just play some songs or something instead of just oh Billie Eilish is here here she comes to accept that you know we didn't even see her we didn't see it I thought that was a big mistake on their part um and also I don't know if you saw it just came out that Simu Liu is going to host the People's Choice Awards uh -huh. oh boy I don't I don't know why he's doing that after this fiasco yeah I don't what's, know why anybody would host any award show even well, the Oscars you know they always not, uh go yeah. for your throat after the Oscars right and and you got people like Jimmy Kimmel or 
who who David Letterman hosted, and they're they're you know terrific stand-ups, and they're they're great um, you, you know interviewers, and they get criticized. So why would someone who's never done anything like this want to do it? I don't know. Well, my question is, why haven't they hired Cinema Lou to produce this show? Uh, you clearly have much better ideas. <laughs> yes, than exactly. Anyone who's who, well, who's exactly. in charge of the league. You guys are on my team if they do. All right, very good. I'll take it. <laughs> and, that, and that would violate my retirement, by the way. <laughs> really? You've got a contract in retirement? With myself. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, the awards, though, I think from the Golden Globes, probably pretty much set in in cement what we're going to see this year, which is Oppenheimer uh, uh, as best film and director and maybe uh, uh, supporting actor and Lily Gladstone for Flower Moon and Divine Joy Randolph for uh, The Holdovers and uh, and Christopher Nolan. And, you know, I think I think well, it's set. One thing you um, one thing you're not mentioning, uh, Arch, is the fact that um, poor things kind of uh, took the edge over uh, Barbie uh, in mm -hmm. terms of the sort of feminist comedy uh, that we, you know, uh, I, I think it kind of grabbed momentum. And uh, and so, you know, I, I would say that poor things is in the mix. And then also, right, the runner up this, the, you know, along with poor things was the film that I know that you just absolutely adore. <laughs> Uh, which is Anatomy of a Fall. Anatomy uh, of a Fall. <laughs> and um, and that was up there quite a bit uh, as well. Oh, I Again, hated that movie. I, I agree and with I'll you, And I'll tell you another I one I hated. That. I Poor hated things. that movie. I hate that movie. Poor thing. She's an experiment. Good evening. Her brain and her body are not quite synchronized. But she's progressing at an accelerated pace. Can I tell you a poor things story? <laughs> Please. So, I saw poor things. There's a yeah. lot of sex and a lot of nudity. And my daughter wanted to see it <laughs> during, during Christmas break. So I said, okay, I'll go see it How again. old is your my, daughter? My daughter is 26, but still, well, she's my daughter. She's old enough. Yeah. Now, of course Come she's on, old enough. Please. But I went to the movies and I said to my wife, okay, we're going to see this movie. I told you there's nudity, there's sex. I'm sitting on the other side of the row. I am not sitting next to my daughter. And when it was over, oh my oh, God, did they give me a dirty look? Uh, <laughs> I I enjoyed the movie, but it is strange. <laughs> and uh, beware if you care. There's a lot of nudity and a lot Who's of sex. that old man sitting in the back drooling? <laughs> <laughs> I I uh, once again, not only did I like uh, Anatomy of a Fall, which is going to make uh, me the outcast here, but I I adored Poor Things. Oh and, God. And, um, Arch, what was your you problem know, with Poor you Things? Know, you know what Poor Things is? It's the Bride of Frankenstein discovers masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> right? Am I and right? What is wrong with that? <laughs> okay, Arch, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. You're forced to see one movie, Poor Things or Anatomy of a Fall. What do you oh, do? Oh, God. Uh, poor Things. Because I, I of have the, a feeling what he'd do is fling himself out a window and, uh, <laughs> and uh, one of us will go on trial for it. I will give poor things this, the uh, the art direction, the settings, and uh, the, the things they did uh, on screen were really captivating. I, I just felt that it was a dynamic lead performance that was so full of intelligence oh, and insight. God. And um, oh. and I felt that um, 
that the the movie had so much joy about it. Uh, and I felt and, and and I felt that the joy, you know, kind of emanated off of the screen. Uh, I think this has been a landmark year for for feminist comedy, right? I mean, we got right. off to great start with with Barbie, and I think that right. we got right. even better with um, the not you know hugely seen Emma Selig movie Emma Selig movie Bottoms, and then we capped it off with the Poor Thing, you know. And well, I think I, this you may be interested in this, Oliver. I, and I still hate poor things and discussing poor things. I'm just saying, put your clothes back on, go in another room <laughs> and go away. Well, uh, but so instead I, well, of watching the Golden Globes, I showed my wife a screener of uh, past lives. Mm -hmm. And if I were going to uh, focus on something that is feminist, I I would I would go to past lives, which I think is an extraordinary uh, story, and I was put onto it by Oliver Jones. It's a oh, I've been touting it film. since I, I first saw it, but yeah, I do have a question about Anatomy of a Fall. I I don't get it. It was so slow. <laughs> it was so and it and and uh, forget everything and else. Was a it was flop. two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. I I. I I don't know how I didn't fall asleep on that for that one. If you get, if you're tried for a crime, don't don't commit a crime in France <laughs> because the French legal system is screwy. Well, uh, I, I hate to tell you this, Arch, but you, you live in the United States of America. We're not doing too great on that front either. Um, but I uh, I I thought the film was so uh, well paced, so well cast. The opening of that movie um from uh, the interview to the discovery of the body was about as exciting an opening of a movie that i've seen in such a long time and uh i would and and then again you know i think along with emma stone i think the 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 maybe second best performance or 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 an equally was was sandra hewler in this movie it would not have worked in both of these cases neither of these films would work without an incredible lead performance by by just uh, an actor who was playing so many levels at once and and you think anatomy of a fall is uh, pretty much a lock for best foreign film I, I I mean I I don't know about these predictions, but it certainly it it, it certainly um, has a lot of momentum behind it. You know, uh, there's two I, foreign films I just love. One, as I told you, is Past Lives. The other is uh, the Zone of Interest about the Nazis. Have you seen that, Lou? I have not. It hasn't opened here. I keep looking for it. I don't get those screeners like you guys. Well, this is not a movie, Lou, that you want to see in your house. Uh, okay. This is a movie I'll see it that, in the movie theater. Yeah, this is a I, movie that you got to see in a movie theater. It's you not, know? It's not so playing just, anywhere. Just be not, patient. It'll be there. And I when hope it, so. You know, from, your, from your from your mouth to the movie yeah, God's yeah, ears. It's coming, it's coming in February to DC, I believe. Okay. Um, <laughs> it, uh, it was our best film of the year for the Los Angeles Film uh -huh. Critics Association, and and it was our director of the year, Jonathan Glazer. Uh, so, so, so let me ask you something. It was best film of the year, yeah. but yet Anatomy of a Fall is the best foreign film. That doesn't quite make sense. Yeah, it didn't quite make sense. Uh, a lot of, uh, I mean, uh, we, we did foreign language, uh, and it wasn't even foreign language, right? It was mainly in English. Yeah. Uh, Anatomy of a Fall. So it didn't make a lot of sense, but that's the way we went. 
Um, and um, uh, but the the film will it it really um it really felt uh like it changed my kind of my world view. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I looked I, I felt the world the texture of the world differently after seeing it. You know, things struck this me. This is uh, the zone of interest. Uh, the zone of interest. Yeah, it's it was the like Nazi a- commandant living on the other side of a wall, and he's in charge of Auschwitz. And you see, you hear the terrible sounds going on. Mm. And he and his wife are living a beautiful life and their children are frolicking in the swimming pool. And it's, it is quite powerful and disturbing and also visually uh, jolting. And they never, they never show you the camp. Wow. It's essentially two films playing at once. One that you see and one that you hear. Yeah. And uh, the yeah. one and and like you know, you can close your eyes in a horror movie, right? But you can't close your ears. And the and the way that the sound mix in this film works, you know, just grinds at your soul. You know, I, I have really never felt so pinned down. You know, um, I'm gonna be seeing it again with my daughter this um this weekend. This has been a really fun week because uh my daughter is going with me to the awards show and being uh-huh. a Great A student. And so you'll be there with uh, Jonathan Glazer, the director of yeah, uh, yeah. Zone of Interest. Yeah, I, I, I um, of the year. Uh, but the but being a, a straight A student, she insisted on seeing all the movies that are going to be a re- uh, rewarded this week. So we watched the whole movie last night. Won't see all the movies, and they'll yeah. vote for Anatomy of a Fall because they heard it won a Golden Globe. Oh come on! Oh come on! <laughs> I'm old enough to be a cynic now. <laughs> I'm going with that. And you're young enough to know better. <laughs> so, oh my. So, um, what about the TV awards in the Golden Globes? Succession. It was the show of the year, I guess, I pretty much think. It was Succession and the Bear, again, not surprising. Yeah. And I think what, uh, what I mean, you know, you could certainly probably not argue with them, right? You know, uh, most people felt that way. That was, uh, that was a, but, um, but, right, is that the point of the Golden Globes? Isn't it to sort of spark conversation and be surprising? And But, you know, so we can't accuse them of getting it wrong. We can just accuse them of being dull. Right. Uh, new movies. Shall we go on to new movies? Or uh, Before we get to new movies, the, the thing in my mind is, I mean, does all of this, the Golden Globes, Second week in January, the award winners, Oppenheimer and uh, Barbie didn't do so well and Anatomy of a Fall. I mean, have we just undercut the Oscars? I mean, is there nothing left to wait around? They're not even holding them till March 10th, three months. Well, I mean, Arch, uh, the, one of the leading pictures of the year, you know, hasn't even been in theaters where you guys are, you know, in, in a zone of interest. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of these these movies people haven't seen yet and are still rolling out. So we're ahead of the curve. Right. But not everyone. Not everyone is. Not everyone is the juicy insider that you are, Arch. Uh, so, so, Oliver, Zone of Interest opens, you said, in February in D.C. I believe so, okay. yeah. 
Okay, so the the nominations come out January twenty third. I always felt this disconnect when there's a movie nominated or, or an actor actress nominated, and they're in a movie that hasn't even opened yet. Yeah. And I don't know. I think it does a disservice to to the to the um, to the to the movie, or I don't know what what what's your feeling about that? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's a twenty four, right? I mean, they've always yeah. been kind of uh, drip drop and kind of they 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 they, they believe in building desire and building pressure you know so um so when you know presumably right the movie will open the week after the oscar nominations nobody in dc will have seen it every theater will be filled right uh you know where if they had opened it in mid-december when all of these prestige films were going on they would have half filled theaters you know so who i can understand as someone who likes to talk talk about things and sort of be in the it, that it's frustrating but i think probably for them i'm gonna guess that the strategy works you know but, I, I, why would they keep returning to it if they but, did but are, are there are there are there critics who vote who uh you know choose these films who haven't seen it yet not here in la um yeah. you know and but but you but you have a, a point uh lou in that you know these regional critics groups this is not i mean just as much as as oppenheimer and barbie are not movies to see at home and movies to see in movie theaters zone of interest is that times 10 you know so this is not a movie that that is a fair film to see uh streaming or on your on your laptop it's just you not know, that by the way you movie. you remind me of something the washington uh film critics uh society voted american fiction the best mm -hmm. movie of the year and i thought it was an odd choice given killers of the flower moon and oppenheimer mm -hmm. and barbie and so many other things uh and uh american fiction is is a good movie it's certainly one of the best of the year but it's kind of a small quiet movie i think it was a wonderful uh and inspired choice by the group arch and i think that probably they were giving a little nod to a hometown boy in jeffrey wright uh -huh. from washington yeah. dc yeah. who just gave an all-timer performance and has been one of the great actors you know of the last yes. 25 years well, you know true. and has not gotten the kind of attention that he deserves and um and uh, so i i think it was a wonderful choice maybe a little bit of a hometown choice and that's cool that's why we have those those regional critics i think you know oliver oliver when great. you first talked when you first talked about that film, you said uh, Tracy Ellis Ross was in it, and and unfortunately, in such a, a short role, and yeah. she's not in it long enough. And she was. I felt the same way about Issa Rae. Yeah, yeah. I thought she was terrific, and 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 I, I liked the movie a lot, but I would have liked to see more of her. And Jeffrey Wright was terrific. You were right but about. Honestly, that. Uh, Lou, the entire cast in that movie was wonderful. I mean, uh, everyone, uh, every last, um, you know, uh, Leslie Uggams as the mom getting dementia. Yeah. Very, and very we good. should remind yeah. people in American fiction, uh, Jeffrey Wright plays a writer who writes standard American fiction and gets no uh, respect for it. And so he writes an extremely black uh, 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 crime ridden uh, uh, story and uh, assumes a fake identity. It's kind of like Tootsie. Mm. It's like, uh, it's, it's sort of an update on Tootsie. And it's a very, very sharp critique of uh, race in America. And uh, the critique, particularly uh, lampoons uh, the uh, liberal left. And well, and 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 it's a film, you know, about what whites expect out of black stories, uh -huh. right? Yeah. And um and uh and then the film itself is 
set in a um, kind of declining uh, um, upper middle class or upper class family, black mm -hmm. family. That and, and again, that's a story that we don't normally see. Yeah, and it has this yeah. wonderful Massachusetts setting. A lot of it is set in a beach house. Uh, it has a very specific setting that we don't get to see. Uh, and it's, of course, very sharp. It's a first-time uh, writer-director named Cord Jefferson, yeah, uh, yeah, who yeah. Uh, won an Emmy for his uh, work on the incredible HBO uh, series uh, The Watchmen. Um, oh. and, um, and, uh, it's just very, very sharp with incredible performances, but probably is not going to win anything at the Oscars or, uh, any of the other awards that are coming up, but, but no, it's just a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, that's Agreed. worth something. Uh, there's a new movie opening this week, the musical version of Mean Girls, the original Mean Girls, I just thought was one of the sharpest pieces of comedy I'd ever seen. And it made me think so highly of Tina Fey. And uh, why are they making it a, a musical now? Well, I saw I saw the play and I thought the play was terrific. It, it, it actually opened in uh, in D.C. before it went on to Broadway. Ah. And, and Ashley Park is in it, who's who's been in a lot of things these days, uh, and you know, in, including you know, she's in um, uh, Emily in Paris, and and she was in the play, and and she's in this movie. Um, I love the the play. So if it's anything like the play, and some of the reviews say it kind of takes Mean Girls to the next level. So mm. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Bitch, move. Hey, PG-13, please. You could be really hot if you change like. Everything. Welcome to health and human sexuality. We'll be getting into abstinence, of course, then followed by in the spring condoms and choking. You're learning things now that I don't know how to teach. Uh, Lou Katz, our producer, uh, hosted a screening <laughs> of Mean Girls. Right? How? What did what the audience think? You know, Arch, I'll tell you, they liked. <clears throat> excuse me, they liked it. Um, I was I was I was just too much going like this is like La La Land. My name is Regina George. You know, with mm. with the singing and the you know, and I understand yeah. what they were trying to do and and yeah, taking it from the Broadway play and, and all of that. With the, with well, the, what's so interesting, right? We've had Color Purple, we've had Wonka, uh, and now we've had Mean Girls, right? These musicals in a row where it seems like the commercials and the marketing are afraid to admit that they're musicals, uh, right? They 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 kind mm. of excise all of the musical mm -hmm. numbers uh, from like, I, it wasn't clear to me whether or not um, the color purple was a musical, you know, they didn't show commercials yeah. that showed, uh, you know, the, the, the music. So, so I, if Hollywood wants to make musicals, then embrace them, right? Yeah. Don't pretend like there's something else. Uh, uh, apparently there's focus groups saying, you know, where people say they don't like musicals, you was know, Barbie I, it, a musical, by the way, I don't know if I, I don't, I, I well, sang in it, didn't they? Cause I'm just kidding. Anywhere else I'd be ten. Is it my destiny to live and die a life of blonde fragility? He's Barbie? Absolutely a musical. Yeah, I guess it's a musical. I mean, it's got two songs were nominated for the Golden Globes. Right. Mm -hmm. um, there'll be two or three nominated. Well, and, and that makes your point, Oliver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I would say keep making musicals, but embrace them and uh, damn the focus groups where people say, you know, it's weird damn when the focus start groups. Singing. Yeah, you yeah. know, maybe, 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 maybe if Anatomy of Fall was a musical, it would be. <laughs> oh, it was. It was. There was one song they played. I'm it falling. Over again. 
<laughs> and speaking of falling, let's let's switch over to Lou Katz in Katz Podcast Central to tell us what's going on at Hound Radio. Well, we can hear this podcast. We're giving away tickets to the auto show, which, by the way, will not feature Barbie's pink car, <laughs> but a whole bunch of others. Listen to hear how you can get your free tickets. Beep, beep. Thinking about rolling around in the DMV in a new Rolls? Eh, can't afford it. Hey, here's something you can afford. Tickets to the Washington, D.C. Auto Show because they're free from Hound Radio. Kids, if we buy a new car, we get our parking validated for free. Forget parking and take Metro to the Washington Convention Center. The show runs January 19th through the 28th with the newest models from top manufacturers and all-new show features like the DCE Drives Experience, the Subaru Loves Pets exhibits, one of Hound Radio's faves, the Hyundai Test Track, and more. You'll be tempted to try one out. Thank you for a test drive. The Washington Auto Show is produced by OneNada, the Washington area new automobile dealers association. Win your free auto show tickets at houndradio.com. And like our head hound always says, you want to go to the auto show. See you there with the station that comes standard with every car hound radio so let's see uh should we talk about current movies uh i understand wonka is the biggest movie in town yeah but um uh, killers of the flower moon opens uh this weekend on uh on apple comes to apple tv mm. so that's mm. a biggie and i have another one i want to me- a couple of others i want to mention oh yeah what, well, no what time is? like the present lou don't don't <laughs> hold it hostage. keep it going well, you mean you mean we're on the air well, <laughs> uh, killers of the flower moon but also you know what else is streaming which was really a good movie equalizer three with denzel washington mm. i don't know if you saw that i i thought it's the best of all the equalizers he's terrific i mean the guy you know he's probably you know there's a quote us. for you it's the best of all the equalizers. It, it was. I thought it was great. Did you see it, Oliver? I, I didn't. I didn't did. love it. I. I, I liked. I liked the uh, the first equalizer better. Uh, oh, okay. But um, you know, to me, uh, I, I he was limping too much. Like he was. It felt too much like an old man. Uh, he is. Police found multiple dead bodies on that farm in Sicily. Did you kill him? Well, I look like a killer. <laughs> also, just just real quick, the beekeeper opens this oh man i hear the beekeeper is just a disaster it it gets 71 percent on rotten tomatoes that doesn't really what i've heard is that it's a it's a real b movie right you know uh, (laughs) perfect exactly (laughs) love those revenge movies Uh, well in in this one uh you know he um he blows up people that try to scam old ladies on the phone uh out of Uh, all of their um uh savings what's not to like right that happened to my mom and i would have done if i had a chance right so there you go you'll be cheering them on yeah okay so now we're wrapping up very quickly the clock is ticking what should we recommend for the weekend oliver what do you like this weekend i want to say a movie that's been completely forgotten uh which is kind of shocking is um ferrari 
nobody's really? been talking about it or uh but you know um if you want to see a powerhouse performance by penelope cruz and as good a car crash as i have ever seen in a, in a movie theater at least in some time i mean if you like a good car crash uh, there you, there's I, a quote for ferrari it's like watching a car crash and I, i've <laughs> been to many know. i've been i've covered many uh many a uh, auto race and i that was so fake to me that car crash. oh really really yeah it's what not do you like in the uh, air Lou? 200 feet like up in the air and hit a, hit a light pole i mean quick i don't know i thought it was pretty exciting <laughs> lou what do you like you and i like fargo <laughs> fargo uh I'll, I'll be away this yeah. weekend but i'm gonna go see a movie in new york i'm gonna go see the beekeeper oh great <laughs> <laughs> Lou, you're going to be in go New York City. Something. Go see Zone of Interest. Don't see the Thank you, Oliver Jones and Cinema Lou and Lou Katz. I'm Arch Campbell. We'll be back in three weeks. This is the Katz Podcasting System, where it's not just a podcast, but a podcast.